breached the Black Helpline. The revolution will not be televised. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of The Black Helpline. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Tricky Mickey. I'm malcontent. I'm Big Germ. <laughs> Good Lord, brother, that's annoying. I, 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 pity the, I pity the fool that gave you that thing on the internet. <laughs> I wouldn't found that on the internet, man. I did that. I did the legwork. He's going to be playing with that thing all night long. <laughs> Help us all. You know, we were discussing earlier that we should... We want to reiterate with every show what our show is about. And basically, the Black Helpline, we started the Black Helpline to help those who just don't know, <laughs> who have no idea. How do we phrase it? The Black, Black Helpline, help to help those who don't know. There you go. Should we say it in unison? <laughs> the Black, Black Helpline, help to, to help, help those who, who don't, don't know. Fool. Welcome. Now be the time for that horn. Pew, pew, pew. Slow no, on the draw. It's just for my name. It's just, just for your name. You get your own soundboard. Fine, will do. It'll be like, ah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, they have those. They have the female orgasm button. Oh, just well, really? you probably haven't hit that one yet. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it sounds like. Fuck you. Fuck you. Shit. Never heard that sound before. <laughs> I guess I just don't care. Uh, oh, that's not true. That's no, it, not it is true. true. You care. You care. You care. I really care. <laughs> At any rate, today's episode, we uh, I came upon a very interesting article about segregation and housing and how the government was basically the mastermind behind the ploy to keep black people down. Oh, Kel Surprise. <laughs> There's a big surprise there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well... You know, like we were t- discussing pre-show, this has been an uh, this has been an issue forever, and I mean, lots of black people don't have the same opportunities as we know with with most things. But housing has been a huge thing because it's a gateway to wealth, um, owning property, to yep. owning property. But when we've been pushed back f- so far that you try to crawl your way back up. When one of us does end up getting a house, it's almost like. Well, oh, you must be you must be well off. It's like, no, nah, I'm house poor just like everybody else. House poor, but uh, still able to pay bills, even though we're not making the same amount of money, or offered the same opportunities, or any of the other. Well, I don't know, and without without the anchor of things. wealth, well, without the anchor of wealth, you know, long term stability becomes almost impossible. You know, in this in this lopsided. Um, deconstruction of humanity well the article that you had basically said that it was government engineered government socially engineered to keep us segregated well yeah segregated housing which means segregated opportunities segregated schools segregated health yeah all of that well i heard somebody say earlier today that whenever they see a person of color walking around in the suburbs you know, walking down a suburban street or anything because they don't have a car to get to a bus. It's almost like you're going, it's like they're walking across the Serengeti, you know? 
got a lot of respect for that because you got to go a long way. If you don't have a car, if you don't have a home, you live in the city, you got to get a job in the suburbs where you can't afford to live in the first place. Even if there are affordable housing options out there, they're not those those affordable housing options aren't actually necessarily geared at people of color taking on those opportunities to have that affordable housing, you know. Well, even the suburbs, <clears throat> the inner ring suburbs, I'd say like San Luis Park. Yeah. Um Bloomington, you know, they have still segregated apartment housing. Oh, of course they cost, do. You know, and so they they still put you in in their place. <laughs> well, yeah, they did it. In, they were they were doing it in Richfield, and they had a. I remember two years ago in Richfield, they were um, the county was was proposing to build this building out there for affordable housing for low income tenants. The city of the Richfield had a a community forum about this, and these people lost their damn minds. It's like, well, we don't want that element in our in our community, and then people are like, well, what element? Well, you know, you know, with, with when you have poor people, it brings other problems. It's yeah. like, you mean like poverty? You know, trying to you mean like the the other problem of people trying to get above this ring of of deceit? You know, but it's okay for them to work. Yes, it's <laughs> around okay. you. Right. Yeah, it's okay for them to serve you at Dunkin' Donuts. Well, what's interesting is that in this article, it posits that black-white residential segregation helps explain two astonishing facts. This is from the article. One, middle-class blacks live in neighborhoods with higher poverty rates than low-income whites. And two, African-American households headed by an individual with a bachelor's degree have less wealth on average than white households headed by an individual who lacks a High school degree. Yes, and that's so it's really quite an amazing. I mean, it's just so obvious and so glaring that it's heartbreaking. To be quite honest. Well, think about it. I mean, think about people like all of us are educated here and and, and at different levels and at different in different ways, but educated nonetheless. We can't just go out there and expect to do that because of things like that, because of the the design of this. You know, you can take. These same people who don't have a high school diploma, yet they still make more money than us with these bachelor's degrees, mm-hmm. but we still got to work twice as hard, you know, to get that yeah. same money, you know. Or the consideration to even be yeah, know, in the same room or same table. Yep. Twice as hard to get half as much. I worked, a, this is interesting, I worked a party, and uh, it was a doctor party. So there was a lot of moneyed, old, white men there. And there was one black guy. And so a couple of people introduced themselves. They were very friendly. And, you know, we were hanging out and chatting. And then, and then the older black doctor came over. And, uh, and I said to him, I said, well, how come you're not introducing yourself? And he says, <laughs> he pulled me aside and he said, because I'm the only one. <laughs> they all know who I am. <laughs> not necessary. Sounds like my work corporate parties. <laughs> and I found that fascinating, and yet not, because it's just the kind of thing. It goes back to this conversation we had about being the token. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's... Well, that's, there's, a lot there's of no token. tokenism, you no, know, as there far is no as for, for se- segregation. I mean, you're, you're, you're put in a place where, you know, you're always on the outside looking in. Well, when, whenever, well, like I was saying, if, if you are one of the lucky... African Americans, people of color, um, especially in our town, unfortunately, to be able to afford a house at your income level or anything like that, 
in our community, in our small community here, you are often considered a token because you can't afford that, because you can get a mortgage, because you have the, the credit score and the I mean, I wouldn't necessarily people say people have the means. I just said say people have the credit score and the and the the track record of always paying on time. You okay. know? So say you're black, you've got, you know, a seven fifty credit score, you know, you're going for that that house. Well, I mean on paper you're good, but if, but if your name is like Jamal, yeah, or something, yes, you know, it's you well, know. no, it's it's uh, it's it's written in the word for yeah. for a lot of these lenders. It's right yeah. there in the words. Yeah, you know, you can take a plain name, plain sounding name, and that might get you through the door. Yeah, you know, because once they get you through the door, yeah, they, they can't get, do they much give about you a little it. Extra underwriting, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they're like, oh, do yo scrutinize this yes, one. Yeah. I mean, I worked for for a little while. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to give people of, of lesser means a little bit more opportunity. Yet, I saw, and this is no lie, when names were more urban sounding, mm-hmm. they were often pulled the last. They're instantly high risk. You know, they would always put a high risk on a person's name. Not 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 what their credit score, not what their income is, not what their education level is. All these things that they collect, all this data they collect is almost useless if your name is Rashonda. You know. Yeah. Rashonda Johnson, you know, versus, you know, Becky Walker, you know. Becky. Becky could have a 650 credit score, but Becky going to be ahead <laughs> of Rashonda, yeah. you know, because of the name. But then you switch that around, and all of a sudden they go, oh, wait a minute. Becky's have, the sister. They have done that, where they have flipped, you know, <laughs> yeah. somebody, and they said, ah, well. And then they called that person. Well, the person you actually gave it to was Right. Rashonda. Exactly. And then they're like, you know, they don't have any, they don't have anything to say because their ass is caught. Yes. Until Ben Carson comes and completely oh, destroys oh. the entire, oh. the entire <laughs> system. Yeah. Because he's the dumbest motherfucker on the face of the planet oh next to the God. orange Hitler who is running amok. We like to call him Twiddler. Yeah. <laughs> And Carson, at one point, I had respect for the man, but how? Why? Uh, well, should have worked uh, on his uh, own damn brain. Well, <laughs> back in the day, you know, if you knew his story, he was he and his brother were brought up by his mom, and his mom, you know, forced them to read every day. You know, they had to live in the tough streets of Baltimore. You know, he actually he worked his way yeah. in, into school. You know, and he actually was about something. And so I was a part of a. A thing my mom set up for the late Dr. Asa Hilliard, and he was a keynote speaker. So I did the presentation before Ben Carson came up, and I did his presentation about his life. You know, and I thought that was a cool thing, and it was in that movie Stuck on You. It's amazing how quickly he forgot his fucking roots. Yeah. So I met him. He said he knew somebody in my family was a doctor, yada, yada. I said, this guy's cool. And now all this fast forward, he just, lost his damn mind. He's just oh, well, wow. you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of these a lot of these uh, you know these Coonan one ones like to think that because they have got they have gotten on they have gotten on <laughs> further ahead, yeah, farther ahead that yeah. what what is taking us so long, you know, and you yeah. over here. Just, just, you're making me laugh. Coon in one one. But a lot of these dudes seem to think that they seem to forget short memories, like you said, Tricky. That they seem to think that 
just because they still keep climbing up this ladder, a corporate mm-hmm. ladder, but those ladders are made out of the bones and struggles of yeah, he doesn't, he people doesn't like them. Shit. He doesn't, but they forget that so it's gone. not that easy for, for a lot of us to, to kiss ass like that. I mean, my lips are brown enough, you yeah. know. Well, once you get to this, the status of a like, fucking brain surgeon, you know, they instantly think they're God. Yeah. They're God. Oh, I'm basically. so glad. Oh, I'm sorry. Please continue. You know, and so somebody tapped God and said, hey, do you want to do something else that you're totally not fucking qualified for? Go ahead, man. Well, he does have paintings of himself around his house, because I've seen this article. He has paintings of himself Are you sitting fucking down to, serious? Sitting down to dinner with Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it? Was Fucking it? Was it? Dumbass! Oh God, I just black hate him Jesus. So, much. so, so no, not I believe only he's a super white Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's a blonde Jesus, but he's certainly not a Negro. So, Jesus. not only is he cooning, he's a megalomaniac on top of it. You know? Yeah, he's got more than oh. one of these paintings around the house. Ooh, yeah. I wish I did Man. believe in God sometimes, yeah. so I can go. Well, Lord, help him. I, I, <laughs> I don't think he's he's long for this administration. I mean, he's proved that he's like dumber than a box of hammers. Really, to everyone. Well, his his. Well, his, but to whom has well, he proven it? I well, I mean, he's been question. he's been in front of committees where they they're like, dude, why don't you know? Just I forget what the words were. He just didn't understand some of the words that are needed by people that work in HUD for like sections well, and laws yeah. and yeah. you know distribution of of property. Well, that's what I was about to say. The what what he did to the part of HUD that is essentially the affirmative action part of HUD to make yeah. sure that we get fair loans and fair strategies and fair treatment. Yeah. He decimated that. Well, they you know? all have. Everyone you know? in in the the Orange Clowns administration, they've all turned back the clock. Yes. On everything that was in there ahead of time. And that's not just to say the stuff that Obama did. It's way it's it goes back to the Clinton years. It goes yeah. back to the Kennedy years that right. they're doing this. And he went back to the Kennedy years to fuck us on housing. You know, there's a lot of hardworking people out there that should be able to that can afford easily afford these houses that are sitting empty that don't get the right kind of and they're trying to fill the north side. But then his he and his wife wanted approval for like a fifty thousand dollar desk. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. I know. It's, it's the $50,000 desk. <laughs> I mean, that's, what is that, like an office Cadillac? You know, I yeah. mean, that's just like Escalade for your office, ain't it? Yeah, you pretty know? much. Pretty much. But he said his wife wanted that. So he threw his wife under the bus. Of course. Isn't his wife Caucasian? She'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has to say sorry. You know. Just say sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Is there an uh, is there an I'm sorry button that we can press? I'm sorry. Well, you sorry. Mean, you need to whack whack. Yeah, yeah. But he sat there and let that sh- he let that shit happen, and mm-hmm. I, you know what? He can. You know what? I don't. I don't know the man personally, but anybody who cooning that hard can still kiss my ass. Just the way you know? he speaks now. Oh, I know. Oh, he ain't got oh. no concern whatsoever in his voice. He's well, got what he well, needs. Hey. I just hey. got, you mean yeah. that condescending, um, soft voice, like know, he's a I, therapist? He's awful. He's an awful, awful, deplorable malcontent, human being. Malcontent. Maybe um, you need to take it down a level. Yeah, yeah. Me and that. Yeah, he. he we we'll, we'll have some problems. I get that brother drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he already sounds drunk. drunk. What I, else could you do? Well, you know, to 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 his credit, he has reminded people 
if, if you ever if, if if black people ever thought they weren't being as true to themselves, Damn take a look at this Negro. You know, he'll let you know. And that's how we helping y'all out. Let you know every educated black man ain't down for the cause. No, you know. Well, what's interesting is that. So we were talking a little bit earlier about buying houses in the North Side, which are it's traditionally a black neighborhood. Yeah, where there would be economic opportunity for people to purchase a home over there, but because it's traditionally a black neighborhood, the house values are lower, the desire is lower, everything about it is lower. So that is also a form of segregation, just pushing people into that neighborhood. Yeah, well, well, putting 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 that putting Highway Seven and, and Route Fifty Five right through there, you know, that was um, a little. I don't know. It seems a little fishy to me that they would separate the city that way, you know, with such a big route, you know. So you got Fifty Five that separates north from south, you know, if you're going towards the north side, yeah. you have to cross two, three bridges to get to the south side now, you know. Before it was a thoroughfare, but when they started. When when the older when the older generation started moving from the north side, which used to be the affluent part of our of our of our community here, they that became more of a you know a working class neighborhood. Working class neighborhoods, as far as I know, are affordable for the working class. They were supposed to be anyway, mm-hmm. right? You know, but if you don't have commerce over there, you don't have a lot of people willing to invest in a place where they say, well, the income is lower, so that means the quality of the people are lower. That's historically yeah. what they consider us as. I would right. say they've, you know? they've pretty much deaded that, yeah, I that know they corridor. Did. I used to, you know, I came up on Fifth and Knox, so that's in between uh, Glenwood yeah. and 55. It's in Harrison. Harrison Park. Yeah. yeah, that was my backyard. Yeah, And then we moved across the street because somehow my mom got a loan or something and we had a bigger house, you know, it was nice. We were the people with the house, you know, and now it's, it's for shit. Everything's abandoned almost. Yeah. You well, know? when they when they start to put in the um, the parkways, you know, well, you know what's coming then. Well, oh, you're talking over on uh, Irving. Uh, not, not Irving, but uh, right off of Plymouth, they've put now uh, bike paths. Oh, yeah. You know, when, you know when they say when bike, bike paths lanes, go in, bike lanes, you know what's next. <laughs> yeah. White people. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I was like, there ain't nobody, ain't nobody like, ain't no use this. Well, there are some, some brothers on the, on the yeah, that's them. Three speeds, you know, because they can't drive. <laughs> well, she got taken it's away. True. She got that, taken it, away. It gets taken away. I mean, look, everybody, a lot of people I know on the North Side are like a parking ticket or one police stop away from from getting losing, whiskey plates losing their shit and or their getting house, whiskey plates. So yeah. that segregation does not only apply to housing in that neighborhood; it applies to everything else. You know, when I bought when I, I was one of the one of the first black people in my whole area to buy a house over there. And all the black people thought, oh, man, this brother doing all right. I was like, no, man, I make $17 an hour. I just pay my bills on time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, like anybody else would think, that's all you have to do. Be hardworking. Make sure your bills are paid. You'll be judged on that merit. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge buzzer. I didn't need, I didn't want to need a co-signer, you know, to get my first mortgage. And I was fortunate that I didn't. You know, well, that just happened to get this really, really nice lending company that looked beyond all that crap, you know, that I've since turned a lot of African-Americans on to. Cool. 
Well, going back to this article, another one of the paragraphs, and I'll read it really quickly, reads, Where people live affects so much of their lives, their access to transportation, education, employment opportunities, and good health care. Black-white segregation has contributed significantly to the enormous wealth gap between these races and their grossly unequal access to strong public education opportunities. It's just a straight-up fact. And now we've got we've got that fucking nut job, Betsy, in there running the education. So the what most, was already a disparity uh, yeah. has already just completely decimated. No, she just went there and stuck the knife in all, like, deeper, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just twisted, and twisted it a little it bit. And broke off the tip. You know, I mean, it's married to a billionaire. This, this is just—it's just, it's just a—it's a—it's a Ponzi scheme, not only fiscally but socially. We're in the middle of the biggest Ponzi scheme in history. Fiscally, it is. Socially, it is because the division is even greater, and black people are suffering the most. You know, let's start. And they always say from the bottom up. You know, we're still on the bottom trying to get up. You know, and housing is a huge problem with that. You know, because we'll never have wealth without it. Our communities are still. Scraping by, you know. Reparations. Yeah, reparations. Reparations. Yeah, don't get me started on that again. And reparations, they'll find some way to. They'll, if they'll find some way to. They'll tax it. They'll tax the yeah. shit out of that too, you know, because we all know that if 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 you get we a house, had, you can't fucking pay the taxes. Well, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't pay the taxes on the houses, but the taxes over Northside. My taxes for the first five years I owned that house were eight hundred and two dollars a year. That's it. For the first North year. side. Mm. Yeah. But my counterparts on the south side, complete opposite, yeah. same size houses. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculously high. You know, but the police showed up over there when you called them. You know? <laughs> At any yeah. rate, this is that's where we are. And that article points it out in plain black and white lettering. You know? Well, it also goes on to say racial residential segregation also means that African Americans are more likely to be steered toward high poverty neighborhoods further contributing to the opportunity gap. What do we even have left here? Brooklyn Center? You know? Yeah, That's Little Canada, hell. Brooklyn Center. Wait, they're putting black people out in Little Canada? Mm-hmm. Little oh. Canada. Well, like Vadness Heights, that area? Shit. Man. I go out there for that's, car parts. Any place I go for car parts, I ain't living. That is where the last place I saw the southern flag flying. Little Canada. Little yeah, Canada? Yeah, we'll be flying yeah. for long because they'll do the little white flight. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll do white they'll run flight. To the city oh, that, this that time. place, that place is thoroughly. Well, thoroughly that's another thing. And, that's and how it's changing. Whiteness. White flight is flipping. Yeah, man. You know, and they're coming back to the so city. Yeah, as long as the hog's breath is still open. Coming back. The hog's breath is still open. It is. What's that? Yeah. It's a bar. It's a really shitty bar up in Little Canada. <laughs> is that where you sent the pictures of you singing? Who was it? Who was it that he's singing last week? Remember that? Oh, well, you weren't God. singing, but you you played it on the jukebox. Oh, it was Bad Brains. You played oh, Bad yeah. Brains. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's I can not a deal. That's the bowling alley. <laughs> that's the bowling I can guarantee you Hawks <laughs> Breath ain't playing no damn Bad Brains. Still, that's kind of amazing. It's really kind of I amazing. Put, I put it on. They let you choose the music through mm-hmm. your phone. Oh, so yeah. I put it on. And then what else? What did you put on to... to Counter that. I can't remember. I thought a lot it was Britney Spears. Yeah, you should have put on something. John Shaft, the Shaft theme song. <laughs> I know. Man. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, what do you guys think that would help uh, a lot of our our media peer group get over this hurdle? I mean, we talked about reparations last week. Do you think this is a part of a reparation um, agenda that could actually help forward this? 
Well, one if it ever happens, it's not going to happen. It's floor. not. Well, gonna well, I, mean, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm being should. facetious. Yeah. I know, but it's a it's a beautiful thought that's never going. It's a beautiful altruistic thought that will never happen. Well, we call them alternative thoughts now. Alternative thoughts. Oh, alternative thoughts. thoughts for alternative minds. Hey. That's right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> so, well, okay. So yeah. again, going back to this article one more time. It says, because government created high levels of black-white segregation, government must take action to undo it. Well, that ain't ever going to happen. That would take no. hundreds of years. That ain't ever mm. going to happen. I mean, it would literally take the same amount of time, 400-plus years, to reverse it that it took to institute it. Well, but then you're also talking about attitudes, prejudices, discriminations, in just based on skin color. And, then, and that's bloodline yeah, shit. Yeah, and that's, it could never it's happen. just never going to happen. You know, you got to, I mean, basically, you got to go and, you know, fuck the blue out of everybody's eyes for that to happen, you know? I'm trying that. <laughs> <laughs> We heard earlier that you just don't care about the orgasm. Yeah, that doesn't mean that I, I don't have to try. Oh, you just what? Yeah. What do you? What do you? What do you? Fucking but I'm seren- done having kids. Man. What are you, so a Serengeti? Fucking- you just gonna you know mount, produce, walk away? <laughs> what? <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> I take care of all of my kids. I know of you course. do. No, I no, th- that was not in a dispute. That yeah, was not God, even question. You're a one person I do know. Yeah, they, yeah, they need to. They need to move on though. <laughs> <laughs> kids as they get older. Well, okay, Is there anything then. we can do? That let's get back to the, that question. Is there anything that we can do? Is there anything that we can suggest? Is there anything that we should uh, invest in? Well, I've, we as a community. I've, I've tried, you know, like I said before, I, I've, I've done a little bit by helping, by encouraging people to go to certain types of lenders, to cer- go to certain banks, to in- encouraging them to go to credit unions, because people always think going to the big banks is going to be a better option versus a small bank. And going to a small bank will be encouraged to take in that business and take in those loans because other people will come and then you get the government kickbacks from those loans mm-hmm. and it would help the smaller banks. That's why I bank at a credit union. I do also. You know, because I don't get any BS from them. No, know? and in fact, if anything, I get help. Yes. And yes. I get answers, and I get truth. Yes. I've been with the same credit union now since, well, since I was 18. Yeah. It took me a while to get to one, but after I got my second mortgage, when I had to do that, get that other place, I went straight to the credit union. They didn't even bat an eye. They looked at, they looked at my finances, and ah, you don't make a lot of money, but you're responsible. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I yep. got no choice because I don't make a lot of money, you know? Right. <laughs> well, you do have a choice. You just picked, you picked the responsible, right, the responsible way. Yeah. What about you? I'm not telling you guys where I bank. I don't want to know where you bank. You yeah. bank at Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. I don't, I don't hell no. I <laughs> left those people. <laughs> Fuck them. But I think encouragement to help people get helping people get to those places is empowering because a lot of people don't know that well, they have options but other than big banks i also think that it's too bad that there aren't community classes in how well i suppose there are, there are in yeah. how to manage you know manage your finances how to actually structurally look at what you make how to budget how to put things aside i mean that was something that would have been really helpful as a high school class yeah. oh yeah they teach it in europe well, you finance I think, 101? Yeah. I think there are people that are, say, like on Section 8 or, you know, some kind of program in these housing areas that should be mandated to go. Right, I go agree. Go to these, these programs, these classes, you know, so you can hold yourself to a higher standard. 
Well, when you when you're when you when you've been when you've been essentially forced into relying on government assistance, it becomes a crutch that is yeah. often hard to get from under. Well, that's the problem is they always think you know there's no expiration date, and then the government will, will find well you're not in this program so there's another pro we got another program for you and there's just you know no incentive. Well, this past housing crisis that that happened, the most people, the majority of people who were affected were. African American minorities, because there was a lot of misunderstanding or or ignorance or lack of it, of understanding of what it took. For instance, even just a variable versus a fixed APR, what that means to somebody that screwed people up. I mean, that whole thing was geared to screw people up, and unfortunately, it affected the bottom. The bottom line was that it affected Black people and minorities exponentially well, well well arm loans giving people arm loans like telling them okay you'll probably be okay in five years so <laughs> you i wouldn't worry about it right now when that payment comes due you just keep paying it we'll take your interest and put it towards your balloon payment they don't know what that is they don't know what an arm is you know they don't know that in five years they got to come up with 10 grand or refinance and they don't know if they're going to be in a position to refinance mm-hmm. and even if they did their payment goes up because yeah. they took that arm. Well, the refinances have targeted minorities yeah. for sure. And that's why we were at you know, with 2008. They thought, they, they thought they were getting an easy deal, easy money, in yeah. that second mortgage. Oh, you don't have to pay anything <sighs> down. Shit. Anytime you don't have to put a down payment on something that much money, you know you're getting screwed somewhere down the line. Yeah. You know? was, was anyone ever held responsible for the housing crisis? Was there any few people, the, any bank? The bank was, banks yeah. are supposed to be, the but banks, they weren't. They were paid they off. Yeah the bank crisis and but they were bailed out yeah so, but not the not the people not the people there are banks foreclosing on banks yeah because <laughs> they know? were buying and Vultures. selling loans so they they so um uh, uh u.s banks sold my first mortgage uh to wells fargo and i was made aware of this because i had to sign some documents and i said no i'm not signing them i go i'm you're not selling my mortgage to wells fargo. fargo sold ours to hfc Oh, sorry. And then, yeah, I know. And so then, you know, we got a divorce, you know, and we didn't want to split the house. or was, oh, was let it go into foreclosure, you know, because HFC wouldn't take, you know, the offer we gave them. And they forced foreclosures on a lot of people. I was like, fuck you. So three, three years later, after the house is already gone, you know, there was a class action and we actually got $5,000 each back you know about the whole hfc are they even still company? no i don't think so i think they were yeah. one one that fell. they were too small to stay alive mm-hmm. basically oh so somebody else ate them well there you go you know the fucking eat the i just rich did, eating i just rich. didn't yeah. sign off on it that's yeah. all yeah. and you know my bank my mortgage stayed where it was supposed to be yeah you know i didn't like u.s bank either but what are you going to do you know they gave me a house of five thousand dollars down yeah, well as far ago owned the house and the car how about that shit well, that's been an interesting discussion. Very enlightening, of course. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it was for some people who didn't realize what actually goes on with these shenanigans. You mean our shenanigans or housing shenanigans? Housing shenanigans. Yeah. We should actually share that article so people can actually take a look at it too in the episode. So well, we're going to yes. put that it'll on in the, the uh, It'll be on the website in our yeah. links and in uh, categories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At any rate, you have reached the Black Helpline. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can reach us at blackhelpline at gmail. You can also Twitter at us at blackhelpline, 
or you can leave a Google Voice message at 612-615-9636. I'm Tricky Mickey. I'm Malcontent. I'm Big Germ. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Ciao. Bye. Thank you.